0: Okay, good morning everybody as well. Happy Wednesday. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking about narrative, what story means for me, what story means for you, and and just how story works. It's so important. You get that because everywhere you look is a story. Everything everything around you is a story. If you want to know how political campaigns work, they're just stories. Really, they're just stories. And in fact, if you want to know how media works, it's stories. Now let's go a little bit deeper. Because stories create narratives, but narratives are bigger than stories. Let me give you an example. There's a narrative. Let's say the narrative is that this politician is terrible. When someone starts telling over stories about how bad a politician is, if they're not super, super um, dedicated to truth, which most people are not, at some point they start to believe the narrative okay so if you tell a story about this politician who's incompetent or who's a liar or who's terrible just pick whatever politician you want over the next, past 20 years there's somebody telling somebody how terrible they are right so it begins with facts they did this thing they they were caught doing this thing they didn't do this thing right and then you there's another article about this guy And a third, and at some point what you realize is that these facts actually are telling the same narrative. This guy's incompetent or this guy's evil. But here's what happens, and this is where it starts to get really big. You see, your brain, if you remember we discussed this, your brain is only is limited. You have what's called a mental schema. You can only take in a certain amount of information. So when you w- look at the world, you're only looking at a very tiny sliver of the world. You think you're looking at the world because you don't see anything else. But there's a whole world that you're missing. Right? when you walk down the street you think you're taking in the world. You're taking in a sliver of the world. Because your brain can't take in more than 110 to 125 or so bits of information per second. Otherwise you would overload. So at every given moment your brain is deciding what to take in. Well, how does it know? How does it know? Well, it's only really one of two major categories, right? If it doesn't if it doesn't come right at you, let's say, if you're choosing. One, it's relevant. Right? It's relevant. You know something because you you know it before, right? You get a red car, you pull off the lot, and all you see is red cars. Why? Coming in coming in, coming in, you didn't see red cars because it wasn't relevant to you before. You ever walk into a, a party? Right, whatever it is, a party or an event, and you're underdressed. You ever do that? You missed the memo. Your brain immediately scans for anyone in the room that's underdressed, and you become friends with them that night. You ever go into a room and you're overdressed? You're immediately are scanning people that that are that are dressed up, and like you like you know get close to them. Why? You didn't know they existed before because it wasn't relevant before. It's relevant what a what a detective sees it the same crime scene and a bystander doesn't see because he doesn't know to look for it, it's not relevant. When you watch a football game and you're watching the ball go back and forth and you look at the coaches and the, they're not watching the ball go back and forth, they see something totally different. The second thing is survival. If anything threatens your survival it'll almost get always get precedent. That's what you see but what do you remember? Right you leave something. What do you remember? So, science has shown that our memories are pretty bad. Like, worse than we think. In fact, there's a lot of good research out there that shows that juries, a lot of juries, not juries that decide. Yeah, I mean, juries that decide, but for sure witnesses. Witnesses and juries are really bad at remembering stuff. And you there's studies of witnesses that will see crimes that take place, but they would remember it backwards. Right? They would see a you know, a guy in a beautiful suit attack a, a homeless guy on the corner and they'll remember that the homeless guy attacked the guy in the suit. Well why? Because memory is really limited. You have to realize that. What you take in is limited and what you remember is limited. But you gotta know your biases or else you, you'll think that you know everything and you don't. Well how does your memory work? So the memory has to attach to something. A lot of times, when you remember things, it's because it's connected to something else. That's why you'll be sitting one day and like you'll a memory will pop in. Where'd the memory come from? The answer is it's connected to something. You ever had that? You ever like be in your car and a song comes on and you remember camp? You're like, how did I get to camp? Because there's a neural connection between the song and camp. You don't remember camp on. You don't just like remember camp. When the song comes on, it triggers the memory to camp. You ever do that? You ever get to a holiday and you remember everything about last holiday? Two months ago you weren't remembering the holiday. Now you do because you were at a place that triggered your memory, because your neural connections have a connection between the place and something that happened. You can't just bring up your memory on unless you've got photographic memory, you don't just bring up your memory at whenever you want. It's got to be connected. You following? Well, what's the driver of what connects your brain and what creates relevance? Well, one of the top drivers of that is narrative. Your narrative is a connector. The narrative that you have, that you believe about yourself, that you believe about the world, allows you to figure out what information to take in and allows you to remember what information to remember. So let's assume you hate this politician, right? And then you look at the news, you're gonna find stories, especially now, because they know exactly what you want, so they send you, they suddenly send you those stories, but even before the algorithms. You're gonna find stories, and when you see or hear a story about this politician, your brain will automatically look for all the things that will fit your narrative. Because you believe your narrative. You're not questioning your narrative unless you know what a narrative is. If you don't even know what a narrative is, how can you question it? It's an underlying piece of your life. So so if you bought into the narrative that this person is evil or incompetent, depending on the president you're picking, and then you read a story, you're going to say, of course, see, I told you he's incompetent. Or, see, I told you he's evil. There may be a hundred things that prove otherwise, but you can't see it because you're not looking for it because your brain says what I'm looking for has to fit my narrative so if you believe this person's right or that person's right or this country's right or that country's right whatever your narratives are telling you whatever your narratives that you have believed on maybe you got it you didn't realize it you're listening to your parents speak or you're listening to some guy you trust speaks or, or you're putting it together on your own whatever narratives you form as you look into the world, you're going to find information that fit your narrative, and you're going to discard all the information that may be right, but don't fit your narrative. You don't even know why you're doing it for. When you look back and you remember things, you know why they. when you take a, a, a guy in a fancy suit and hits a homeless guy? In three months, the witness goes the other way around because the narrative that is in normal people or in, reg- in 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 Western people, I shouldn't say. The narrative of Western people is that a guy in a fancy suit walking on the street doesn't go and attack a homeless guy. It's not worth it. But a homeless guy could potentially attack that guy. Just how whether it's right or wrong, the, the narrative of the American society. So when somebody, if it's the opposite, and you start to remember things, your brain attaches to the narrative. So, unless you stop and goes, that's crazy. It's a flip. It shouldn't be that way. You won't even remember it. You're gonna remember later. Wait a second. Wait a second. What happened? Okay, guy got attacked. I remember the fight. I remember the struggle, but how did it start? No, I, 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 yeah, the homeless guy hit him first. It's the narrative. Let's go one step further for the few minutes we have left. That applies for biases, but let me tell you, take one deeper, it, one step deeper. It applies for your life. Meaning, you grew up in a world where you're enough. You remember you remember your your childhood as you were enough you were, you had a great time in school and you had good friends and you felt good about yourself. and remember how great high school was and we did this and we did that and then went here and then went there. You grew up in a world where the narrative is you're not enough. maybe you were a kid and they told you you're not enough and you look back at your life and what's the narrative is you're not enough. So, my teacher didn't like me, and I almost failed here, and this doesn't like me. And when you tell stories about your current life, when you look for patterns, your narrative is not enough. Your narrative is, God hates me. Your narrative is, she hates me. Your narrative is, I'm the center of the world, right? So, you should be listening to me. Your narrative is, I'm never going to be that person. Need to understand that your narrative, that you've been telling yourself, is actually changing how you see what's in front of you, and what you see is behind you. You think it's stam. You think it's just because Israel's got more startups than almost any other nation outside America. Why? Because they like starting things. No, because the narrative in the state of Israel aligns with an entrepreneur. Failure is different there. Taking chances is different there. So the narrative of a normal person in Israel, especially if you do these complicated things when you're 18 in the army, and especially if you're a small society that's always innovating itself, the narrative of how you live your life aligns with how an entrepreneur acts. So they're more likely to do those things. They see information differently. They see opportunity differently. When you grow up in a more structured world where risk is, is, is less tolerable, You see the world and you see the risk is bigger. It's the same risk. You see it bigger or smaller. You remember failure worse or better, not based on what happened, but based on the narrative you tell yourself, or the narrative that's been told to you. right, let's talk about this. Think about this. Think about the narrative of your life and what's really what's guiding you. What narratives do you tell yourself? Or what narrative do you believe in? All right. Speak to you soon. Have a great day. With God's help, can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline. The world doesn't ever seem to change. Looking for the sunshine. But you're caught up in the rain. It's like your eyes are wide open, but you cannot see. You're watching life. Ask you by like one, two, three. Walking in destruction. The winds of life blur your vision. All the devastation forever feels like you're on the run. It's time. No one else can set you free. You're locked inside. And only you have got the key.